0: Website. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up, what do you got?
1: So, I wanted to give a shout out to three schools who made the top um, high school, best high school list. It includes uh, over 24,000 public high schools in the 50 states. Three of uh, Southern California schools made it. One is Whitney High School, ranked number one in California, 14th overall in the nation which is Whitney High School in Cerritos. I'm not going to angle size it.
2: That's too bad.
1: You want me to say Cerritos?
3: Yeah, because that's how I would have said it.
1: Okay, Cerritos. The second one is California Academy of Mathematics and Science, ranked number two in California, 15th overall in Carson, and the last one ranked number three in California, 16th overall Oxford Academy in Cyprus. I thought it was pretty cool. So, can you just that is could, cool. could
3: you go back to the beginning of that? It's these are the top high schools in the nation in, in America and there's how yes. many 24,000 high
1: schools? Mm-hmm. And, it said according to this thing that I read, yes.
3: 24,000 high schools mm-hmm. and these high schools in LA County?
1: Uh, they're in Southern California. Mm-hmm.
3: Wow. Top top th- how, Just give so, me the numbers again. I was okay, trying to follow so, it all.
1: <laughs> I know it's a lot. So they ranked the first one is number one in California, but 14th overall. Got it. Then number two in California, 15th And it's based overall. on academics? academics? It's based on like, how well they prepare kids to go to college.
0: Gotcha.
3: And these are public high schools?
1: Um, I mean, I didn't do the deep dive, but one's a public magnet, yes. Number two is. And I believe number one and number two may not be.
0: Really? Yeah, you're asking too many follow-ups, bro.
2: Yeah, I, I was just gonna say, we, me and Laura, like, we prepare these things. It caps always like nails down the nitty gritty logistics of every question. Well, you know what? I blame
3: you guys. You want to know why? You bring <laughs> up <okay>. interesting stuff. <laughs> okay. When you I bring up interesting stuff, I, I can got take the heat. Yeah, when you when you bring up interesting stuff, I got follow-ups.
1: Come at me, bro. Remember? Come at me, sis. <laughs> <It's
3: not good.
1: laughs> but yeah shout out to those schools in cerritos carson and cyprus that's pretty dope man you rank one two and three in california and 14 15 and 16 in the nation
3: i'd actually love to see that list
1: i can send it to you
3: yeah I'd be curious to see okay. the rest of it
1: i will send it to you
3: my daughter was explaining to me today she's graduating high school in a month she's great she's explaining to me today and i didn't realize this that when you take AP classes in high school and you get a certain score on the AP test, yes. that it counts as college credit? Yes. Wait a
0: second. You yeah. didn't you know did that? What's
3: that? the point of them? Well, here's you, the thing. Here's the thing. You, Number one, I never took any AP classes. Oh, I took okay, a bunch. well, then there
0: you go. <laughs> <I knew laughs> like that, I and I'm bunch. not that much younger than you. Yeah, okay? my, like, my, like...
3: my son didn't take any AP classes, and my uh-huh. other daughter, who's already in college, she didn't take any AP classes. And you guys have to understand where I'm coming from. All I cared about was this. So hold on. If you tell me you're going into college and you've already got this many credits, does that mean you don't have to take that many credits at college? She's like, yeah. I'm like, so it'll cost that much less. Yes, because that's all I was thinking about, guys. Hundred percent.
1: That's why you go through that. That's why I took so many in high school
2: so I could save money in college.
3: How'd that go? That work?
2: You know, was good. They. I don't know if it's the same thing, but they had a. Post—they called it in our school post-secondary option, where you could actually take college courses. Like you could leave school your junior and senior year and go to the, the local community or state college to take classes there, and you didn't have to pay for them because it was part of your yep. high school program. You can oh, do that. So that's what I did. Yeah.
3: That would help me out a lot because um, you know my son is at this small school in West Virginia, but he's on a football scholarship, so that's kind of good. And then my other daughter, she goes to Boise State, and, you know, it's, it's a very reasonable place for her to go to school. I think you can pay California rates even though it's in Idaho. But my third one is going to Tulane. And all I'm thinking about is that guy who caught the, the safe in the, in the pond the other day that we were talking about and got the $2,000, and George was like, you should return the two grand." i am like, no, shouldn't. I'm giving it to Tulane. So that's where my head's at. <laughs>
2: Bless your heart for paying for your kid's college tuition. I know. I had to pay Good for, for you, my own. <laughs> yeah, well,
3: well I don't know. Cappy. Hey, hey, Lindsay, let me tell you something. Um, we got the, uh, the word the other day on what kind of financial aid is available to us at Tulane. It still leaves an absolutely mm-hmm. massive amount of money to go to school there.
2: Don't you love when they're like, you make too much money to get a lot of financial aid, oh, but it's that. still a lot of money that you owe. Like, it's just... Oh. Don't get me started. Yeah, Being so that middle the, well, class look, it, sucked it, 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 for I me. I talk
0: about this in sports too, um, and it, it applies to life. Um, the middle class is constantly getting squeezed. Yep. Is what I would say. In the sense of like, it's just it's well it it's less existent is what I would say. And sports is like that too now, where you know a lot of guys in sports make top tier dollars that they deserve. And there's the young guys or you know, veteran guys on the way out that make a little bit of money. And there's very little for the, the players that are skill level in between. And then what ends up happening is, to apply it to sports, we give max contracts in some cases to athletes in football or basketball or baseball who, in theory, are probably not max athletes in comparison to the other superstars. And then we criticize them because we have created a terrible financial structure for players in the sense of – terrible in the sense that not that we're not a- applying the same sensibilities to where they should be slotted financially we just we've got the the max or the minimum basically and very little to work with in between so like sports needs to work on that too and again i'm not saying it's terrible because they're getting paid millions of dollars i'm getting terrible because then we're not putting guys in positions positions to succeed so when they underachieve which is probably the likely scenario then everybody rips them when it's like the team shouldn't have given them that contract to begin with.
3: Mm. Anybody take out any student loans since we were talking about this? Nope. Hell no. no. Proud no. to say I did it. No. Proud and no.
0: same. Luckily, no.
2: Nope. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm looking at. No. Don't do it, Cap, because my brother-in-law is You can, is can still...
0: afford it. You're fine. Dude. But the, dude, the problem is, the payments.
2: Yeah, have a have work. Have a work. A I tub- worked. Oh, Tell her most kids your age pay for college. themselves. dude,
3: she she's got two jobs right now, and she tells me that she plans just on working. Sell sided
0: already. You're fine, <laughs> dude. Wait,
3: hey, George. When when we sell sided, when we finally get acquired, then yes, then I'll just I'll just bankroll the whole thing, no problem. Yeah. But in the meantime, I was on like SoFi.com today, looking at student loans at one point five percent. Okay.
2: Listen, if that's a lie. I just the whole student loan thing is I a, was going to racket. Because my brother in law, he's paid something like for for argument's sake, he's paid like ten grand towards his student loans, yet they only credit with the interest and everything. They they only show that he's paid like fifteen hundred dollars because oh, of the interest. Oh, it's insane. God. They kill you on interest.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's like a like a mortgage in a lot of ways. You know
3: so, Well, I blame I... UCLA. Why? Because she didn't get into UCLA. Well, I mean, she got into UCSB. Cal Davis.
0: I, know, got great schools, right? I
3: Great agree. schools. I
1: agree. I agree. I didn't get into UCLA. Got and into this Berkeley. year, they they, yeah. they
3: said this year was the hardest year ever to get into UCLA because so many kids had deferred. And, you know, it's like the, the number of applications, et cetera, et cetera, didn't get in.
2: Well, you know that they All lowered right. and like dropped even some schools the, uh, the what is it called? The admission requirements, like as far as tests and stuff go. Yep, that's true. Because of the pandemic. So yep, still that's crazy. In. Yeah, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. All right, we got a break soon. So um, I, I do want to talk about this Lakers coaching search, but let's just push that back for one second. Uh, real quick, just to let uh, people know, um, tomorrow and Friday, and I, I'm sure many people who have listened before know how this works, we're going to be doing our regular show, and when the draft is happening, we will let you know who's getting drafted. That's kind of the way this thing works uh, for people that – are new and maybe haven't heard it but for years well before i was here in this slot uh, the first time or the second time um that's just generally how it's been done around here so cap we're gonna have be ready laura will have a sounder you know that little espn sounder mm-hmm. that thing yeah you know? and uh and then we'll uh we'll let people know who got drafted and then we can just move on with talking about uh you know cited or something
3: <laughs> so what you want to talk about no, you know, let right. me just tell you something. Let me tell you something very funny about what happened. Tell to me, me
0: something very funny. Fi- tell me something very funny, Scotty Caps.
3: Okay, now, by the way, a lot of people are saying on Twitter in the community. That I sound that,
0: like Roger Rabbit.
3: Right, but I didn't hear Roger he, Rabbit.
0: He's, he sounds like Roger Rabbit,
3: though. Um, somebody said you sound like Fire Marshal <laughs> Bill. Okay, uh, but yeah, a no, lot Fire of Fire Marshal Bill does
0: not sound like that at all.
3: Yeah. So, uh, so let me tell you guys just real quickly a story. Today, I had this Zoom call with this gentleman um, who works for a like a big ad company? It's called Veritone. It's not really the part of the story But he's in Irvine so we get on this zoom call today and he goes because uh, I'm there I'm the CEO of this software company and he goes he goes, hey, man He goes I'm a huge fan of the show and I go. Oh Thank you, and he goes I really like you and the girl he goes. What's her name the one that you're always fighting with like a sister I'm like Laura. He's like yeah, yeah He's like, you know when she said, come at you, bruh, and you said, come at me, sis? He goes, I died laughing during that. So here I am. I'm having like a professional business conversation where I've got my you know, CEO software guy hat on, yeah, and this guy's I telling me decided. about what a big fan he is of the 710 show.
0: There you go. Look at How that. How you like that? Did it, did it help you cut a deal?
3: Um, it's, ironically, George, um, not long after the call, he sent an email and said, hey, can you guys send me all that documentation because I really like where we were going and I think that's a very good idea and let's maybe do something here. So look at that. How look about at that? that? How look do you like at that. that, pal? Look at that. You're like welcome. That? Isn't that cool.
0: I'm like, uh, what's what was uh, the rock's name in Moana? The character's name? Maui. Yeah. You're welcome.
1: I love that movie.
0: That's a great song. It's such
1: a good way. movie.
3: That, even that your
0: song boy is fantastic.
3: Even your boy Blake Harris that you brought on the show as our Dodger insider. Yeah, you know, here he you know, you did such a nice thing. He lost his job. You said, hey, come be part of our show. And now guess what? We're hiring him, too.
0: Look at that. You're welcome. We should just play that song all the time now when we do good stuff.
1: I love that song.
0: Yeah, my kid's into it all of a sudden now, my three year old on on his iPad. How's he doing? He's watching his iPad a lot right now because he's got COVID, unfortunately.
3: Yeah, I mean, when you said that earlier, dude, how's he doing?
0: And he's fine. He had a little fever this morning, but, you know, we got baby Motrin or whatever, kid Motrin. He's working it out. He'll be fine. I think, I think
3: he's the first little kid I've heard of getting it.
0: Oh, there's probably a ton of them. I'm sure like there are. I know there's, because their parents I know have you. gotten it and whatever, you know? Like it's... Yeah,
3: I'm sure. I'm sure. It's just that, for me, I haven't heard of any little kids, and I don't know how how it's different for a little guy who hasn't had the vaccination, honestly. Well, I, I obviously. feel like
0: with children, in you know, again, everyone's different, so I'm not trying to, like, put it... it, it it's actually... Um, you know, children are more malleable than adults. You know what I mean? So I think mm-hmm. that, that that helps, too. Um, and, you know, this is also, like, the fifth or sixth iteration of the original. So there's that. You know, um, that also they helps. They
2: definitely have, like, crazier immune systems. than Way better immune systems. Yeah. Than, 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 they yeah. bring home everything, and, like, the parents will yeah. catch it. But the kids, yeah. they'll get sniffles. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so he he's doing okay. You know, he seems in good spirits. So, you know, we're just monitoring him, You're giving him the meds, and we'll figure it out. Um, so... In the interim, uh, let's do the Lakers coaching carousel next because this thing has gotten completely out of control. So we'll get to that. We'll be back in dos minutos.
3: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8 SAVE. That's the number eight, S A V E. Jets' pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: Where are you on this, Cap? Where the streets I, have no name?
3: Yeah, I, I just remember the first time I saw you two. In about 1983, I was a kid, and I saw their concert at Red Rocks, and I went crazy. Like, to me, back then, U2 was it. Loved U2. But I've never seen them live. Have you? Oh, I have. Yeah?
0: Yeah, I saw them when I was living in Miami uh, during the, um, what was the tour they did? Hold on. I'm trying to think. I'd have to look back at the albums. But um, U2 tours. Let's look it up. Over the years.
3: Where Uh, the streets have no names. Jewish
0: Jewish history. Uh, Joshua Tree experience. It was like 2009. Vertigo. So 2005. There you go. Um, And that was an awesome experience. It was a stadium experience. And I remember the concert began with Bono um, coming out of the crowd, like through the tunnel where, like, the dolphins come out of normally and the Mm -hmm. hurricanes in that stadium. Mm -hmm. In a boxing, we were talking to Shakur Stevenson earlier. By the way, if you missed that, you can subscribe to the podcast. And he came out in, like, boxing garb, like a robe and, like, gloves and, like, going through the crowd like a boxer. It was the coolest thing I'd ever seen at a concert. Um, And they rocked. They were awesome.
3: Like going into a boxing ring before a boxer. Have you ever done that where you come out and like you're kind of a hype man?
0: I've actually fought in a boxing ring before, so.
3: You have fought a boxing match or you did karate?
0: I did a kickbox, I did kickboxing in a in, in a boxing ring, yeah. And
3: did you win the fight? I did. Split decision? No, no. Unanimous decision? Unanimous. Not I almost kicked the
0: guy through the. Ro- I, I mean, we were teenagers, but I almost kicked the guy through the ropes. Yeah, and I'm telling you, if you want to fight, we can do it. I'll let you're you wear a, all the protective gear.
3: You're a bad man. And by the way, I'm I about still- a
0: bad man. I mean, I was a bad man when I was 18 years old. I, at mm-hmm. 44, I'm probably not a bad man anymore.
3: Which is why I'd still take the fight today. You know, it's kind of <laughs> like she, it's kind of like Shakur Stevenson said. You know, his opponent Valdez, he waited yeah. too long, man. He waited yeah. too long, and that could be the situation for you, George. You right. might have waited too long.
0: I mean, listen, I'm definitely not the person I was. I'm not the the <laughs> athlete I was at 18 years old <laughs> at 44. That's for sure. I, I
3: still see you and me <laughs> going out into the courtyard at L.A. Live <laughs> and putting out a boxing ring, and I walk out in, like, one of those sumo outfits, and you walk out in, like, a karate kid kind of outfit, and you're all karate and I'm all sumo and then we just brawl, and you just start throwing kicks at me until, by the way, until the sumo suit deflates. That's when you have to stop kicking me.
0: Well, I don't think that deflates, does it?
3: Well, it seems like it's blown up.
0: It's heavy. It's like sandbags, I think. That's, that's why I'm saying, like, you keep saying this sumo outfit. I don't think that that thing is filled with air.
3: Well, one time I wore one of these sumo outfits. I was at a Ducks game. And they said to me, hey, we've come up with this wacky promotion at in between periods. And um, here's what we're going to have you do. You're going to get on your sneakers and we're going to give you like these little booties to put underneath your sneakers. And they've got a little bit of grip on the ice and they haven't put the Zamboni out yet. So the ice is still from the, the period. And um, and you're going to run around in this sumo suit. And I I did it and I won the race. Not that you know, I'm really that proud of it, although I did mention it, didn't I? Um. And I was wearing a sumo suit. And I think, George, these sumo suits, I, I feel like they could deflate.
0: Yeah, I don't think they're made. I mean, maybe someone out there in the audience would know. They may have worn one before somewhere. But I don't think those sumo suits are made out of air.
2: So my, my nephew wore the – it's similar to the sumo suit. He wore, the like, the T-Rex one. Mm -hmm. that you know that's filled with air and he had like it had like a little uh motor like a battery powered motor that blew air into it like the whole time yeah that's like the halloween costume version yeah yeah so it wasn't super light but i don't know if the sumo ones are different
3: well yeah i I still a boxing ring dude could you imagine what a huge promotion this would be out in the courtyard at la live you know you bring you know they, they bring you out uh me i'm trying to think of who i would have with me that would be like my rapper hype man you know that would uh, maybe I'll have like Jay Z do it for me or something.
0: I would come out with Freddie Prince and O'Shea. Well, that's what's, good. That's
3: what's Freddie good. Prince going to do?
0: I mean, Freddie Prince will whoop your ass, man. What do He'll mean he's whoop my, my ass. ass. What, but He'll no, no, whoop but you, my ass. He's going to he's, sure. he's your
3: hype man. What's he, what's he, he actually do?
0: trains? Like he still trains to do what? He trains MMA.
3: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah but what? But he's going to be your hype man.
0: Well, he could be in my corner.
3: Okay. All right. Him and O'Shea. And O'Shea's going to do what for you?
0: I don't know. He'll just be in my corner.
3: Okay. All right. Got it. I'm going to get Jim I mean, Lample you want me later. to
0: find like someone like, to wrap me to the ring?
3: Yeah, like that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have Jay-Z walk me out and wrap to me. Yeah, I know? don't
0: think you're getting Jay-Z to do that. I said right. I don't know
3: she had Pitbull. Oh, Pitbull it would, would be, be good for you, mm-hmm. Sedano. Pitbull would be, good. Pitbull would be really Pitbull's good for you. Pitbull's
0: pretty expensive. I don't think we could afford it. You know who I'll I get? I think if,
3: do it. You get, you get Pitbull, I'll get Modest Yahoo. Get like the one Jewish rapper that's out there.
1: Well, you I didn't know? think of the Latino thing. I just because he's Mister Three Hundred Five.
3: I know, but he's but you now you got a Cubano, para un Cubano, and then you get you know my guy, Madis Yahoo. Oh, what about Bad Bunny? Oh, Bad Bunny would be great.
0: For well, me. I mean, if we can't get Pitbull because he's expensive, we're definitely not getting Bad Bunny.
1: Man, forget the money.
0: Let's Dream just big, get it. George. Dream big. <laughs>
3: All right, get get us to this Lakers coaching disaster, or as you described Yeah, it. no,
0: no, yeah. So everyone, so Jay Wright quits, right, or retires from Villanova. He's an amazing coach. No one would deny that. And he'd actually been linked to Philly a bunch of times because, obviously, they're in Philly. And so he was on with Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max, which you can hear each and every morning here at on the station from 6 to 10 a.m. And you know i don't remember if it was jay or key somebody asked him maybe max i don't know i wasn't listening but i just saw the quote after where Linz. do we don't have the audio right just out of curiosity
2: no not for that one
0: i can't do a jay wright impersonation like i can do a chris russo impersonation but i'll just do my best job <laughs> um so they asked him about like hey you know like what if uh, you get the itch again basically like would you consider the nba you know and, and he's like look he answered very honestly, Scott. he said look i, I I can't tell you how I'm going to feel after I retire in like three or four years. So I, I can't rule anything out, you know? And immediately well. that goes to, oh, he's going to coach the Lakers, mm-hmm. you know? And and it's like, come on. Like, first of all, I've already told you, it seems fairly obvious to me. The Lakers want someone that they can control a little bit. Okay. As in the the franchise. And by that, I mean, someone that they have some leverage over, right? Like a Frank Vogel in that situation.
3: Are you, are you saying, and I'm, listen, you're like a puppet. Like, no, you're I'm down on the bench. You're down on the bench and we're telling no, you what to do.
0: No, I'm not saying a puppet. Just okay. someone that they've got they've got some leverage with, that they mm-hmm. can be in control. Like you said, they want control back from LeBron, that mm-hmm. they want control. They want control of their franchise, right? So I think that's who they want. And if you're going to get someone like that, you're probably going to have to get someone who is either out of work or an assistant uh, to be the head coach. Now, if Somebody I had to who guess, wants
3: a job, wants a head coaching job.
0: And if I had to guess, if I had to guess, and this is, you know, this is why that na- this name surfaced. If I had to guess, and again, this is reckless speculation. Do okay? it. Do this it. This is not me reporting a damn thing, okay? Yeah, Go ahead. If I had to guess, okay, that the Nick Nurse story that came out, it's probably because I'm sure LeBron and his team would love Nick Nurse. And, by the way, who wouldn't love Nick Nurse? He's a really damn good coach. Okay, he's got the uh, Raptors who are all banged up, uh, you know, on the brink of tying the series against Philadelphia. So, I, I when that name comes out, it makes some sense. He is repre- his agent is now um, his his agent who I, his name escapes me, Andy something or other. Uh, last Griffin? name escapes me.
3: No, not Andy Griffin. <laughs> no, might be
0: <laughs> Andy Miller is his oh. name. Right, yeah. um, Andy Miller, who is the one of the big coaching agents in the NBA, there's only like three of them, okay? And Andy Miller was one of them, and he joined forces with Clutch Sports. So that makes some sense, right, why they would want Nick Nurse, on top of the fact that he's great, is that Andy Miller reps him. But I don't see the Lakers doing that either because you have to give him compensation, as I've talked about, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And he's going to cost a lot of money. Blase, blase. And, and, blase, blase. And you're not going to, you know, you got to pay him a lot too. So, you got to cost a lot of money. You got to give up stuff. And uh, he's going to want some semblance of control. So, but like this Jay Wright stuff, like maybe they go to Jay Wright in a few years, but I don't think Jay Wright's coming to the Lakers right now. Like, I, I, I think that you either, unless you back up the Brinks truck for someone, and are you going to try a college coach right now? Like, I, oof, no. no. No.
3: Well, let me just say this about Jay Wright. For me, this is just my own opinion. But, but for me, it's now or never.
0: I mean, you're, you mean you're, now or never?
3: Here's what I mean. I think that if you're going to make the jump to the NBA, you should probably do it now. Because in two or three years from now that you've been out of coaching and you've been working in the front office in the Villanova Athletic Department, and you've been shaking hands and you've been raising money and you've just been an ambassador for the school, Three years from now, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, Jay Wright was a really, really great college coach, couple national championships on his resume, a really great run, 20-plus years at Villanova. But for me, if, if you're the Lakers and you even have the slightest bit of interest in Jay Wright, you at least talk to him. And from the Jay Wright perspective, if you really are serious that someday you might consider it, well, that day should be now while you're a hot candidate. I don't think three years from now we're going to be talking about Jay Wright The way the NFL talked about John Gruden, or the way the NBA, in some ways, are talking about Mark Jackson. So if I were Jay Wright and I were thinking about it, for me, it'd be now.
0: No, absolutely not.
3: Why would you be so opposed to Jay Wright?
0: There's not many jobs open right now. If you're Jay Wright and you want to coach in the NBA, you wait till one of these years, like last year, where there was like 10 openings.
3: Well, let me ask you this: Which one you want? Well, but if if the Lakers did. You ready? If the right, Lakers but what makes did, you think
0: he wants to coach the Lakers?
3: That's what I'm asking you. So, but, but I'm just saying, if the Lakers did, why would you not consider it?
0: Maybe he's not interested.
3: Maybe he's not, but maybe he is. But why know. would
0: you be? Oh, let me ask you a question. Yeah, go ahead. We've sat here for weeks now, months really, talking mm-hmm. about the dysfunction of this organization. You don't think mm-hmm. Jay Wright knows the dysfunction of, course, of the organization? Of course, of course. Then?
3: I'm not saying that he should politic for the job um or or lobby for the job i'm just saying that if they came to him and they they wanted to talk to him if i were him i'd i'd have the conversation because all the things you just said about the I, dysfunction he of just the said to
0: Keyshawn jay and max maybe down the road but not right now i need a break but literally, literally, i'm supposed to, I'm supposed to take
3: that at, i'm supposed to take that at face value
0: i mean you're just going to call him a liar i wouldn't
3: call it a liar i just say that uh i'm not so sure I bu- i buy that
0: Okay, then you're just kind of calling him a liar, just not I'm using just the not word sure. liar. he's. I'm not sure he knows what he wants to do yet. Okay, big deal or no deal. We know uh, we want to do that, and that's coming up next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens?
3: You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. Must be 21-plus plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: Thank you, Christopher. Big deal, no deal. And our friends at Radio Tinder, presented by our new sponsor, Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala, award-winning small-batch premium sipping tequila, made from the finest mature agaves, available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com. And, of course, demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Go ahead, Linz.
2: All right, so uh, college football fans and uh, just college sports fans in general rejoiced everywhere today when Mark Emmert announced that he's stepping down from his long-held role as NCAA president. Emmert has led the organization since 2010 and has overseen a decade of momentous change in collegiate athletics. The move comes just months after the NCAA adopted a new constitution in January that allows each division to set its own rules. Hi, Chewy. Sorry, Sorry that's Chewy in the background. What right. to say What's up, Mark
3: Chewy? <laughs> Chewy's excited about this.
2: He, he, loves, he loves college sports. <laughs> so is Mark Emmert leaving the NCAA a big deal or no deal, Sedano?
0: A big deal because I would say that Mark Emmert's uh, tenure, particularly the last decade or so, maybe longer, has been mired in controversy. So it's a big deal because of that. And there's probably an opportunity for a new voice in college athletics, considering all the change that's going on in college athletics.
3: See, I'm going to go the other direction and say no deal. And I'm looking at it more from a just a sports fan perspective. Like, I wonder how many people actually know or really care who this guy is. But a lot of things did change from the transfer portal to the NIL. You know, I saw a, a college female soccer coach meaning a guy who coaches these women soccer players and he has an instagram video and he's like hey i just want to introduce myself i'm the coach of this team and we've got a lot of really great girls on our team and we can really help your business like they're they're soliciting nil deals for these kids so these big changes happened while he was in office and um and he's going out well but they
0: didn't didn't happen happen because of him they happened with him right reluctantly with him yes yeah Yeah. right
3: and that's what i'm getting at is that it's him leaving is not a big deal because all these things happened on his watch, if you will. And he wasn't exactly supportive of these things.
2: Yeah. I feel like it's a big deal because I think a lot of things like the whole BCS system and, and the NIL, like this is, this, that stuff was all a long time coming and it should have been changed years ago. And this guy was just stuck in the dinosaur age. And I'm glad that he's going to be gone. Now, he's going to be around, I guess, until they find a replacement or at the very latest, uh, June of 2023. So i have to deal with him a little bit longer, but at least he's on the way out. So that's good. All right, so next one. Mets starting pitcher Chris Bassett did not mince words when he expressed frustration and concern for the well-being of his teammates after three more Mets batters were drilled by pitches in last night's 3-0 three, win over the Cardinals. Bassett placed the bulk of the blame on MLB and the baseballs, which he says are all different. He said, quote, MLB has a very big problem with the baseballs. They're bad. Everyone in the league knows it. Every pitcher knows it. They're bad. They don't care. MLB doesn't give a damn about it. They don't care. We've told them our problems, and they just don't care. Is what he said a big deal or no deal, Sedano?
0: It's a big deal, and he's right. They don't care. Clearly, you don't care about player safety when pitchers are telling you the balls all feel different. There's no grip to all of them. The grip is all out of whack, and we can't control the ball. That thing can hit somebody in the head, and it has now multiple times. Luckily, there hasn't been a huge uh, issue because it, the helmets have been there to protect them. And there's a player safety problem in baseball, and they don't care. They're not doing anything about it. you know. But maybe Rob Manfred will send them AirPods or something like he did uh, after the lockout or whatever. <laughs> no, were.
3: those weren't AirPods. Those are actually legitimate headphones, a little different. Or whatever, yeah. You know what's interesting about this is it's shocking isn't it that the baseball itself is not just purely standardized because in a football like we you know you remember back to Tom Brady with the deflate gate it's the yeah. same ball it's just about how much air is in the ball you would think that in baseball there's just a standard formula for how to create a ball and and I I wonder is it a conscious thing like hey um 5,000 balls are going to be spun this tight, and 5,000 balls are going to be spun a little bit looser. And five, I mean, how, is it a conscious thing?
0: Because It's ridiculous. I, I, I mean, think I don't know average... if it's conscious or not. Like, the NBA changed the ball a couple of times. And you know what they've done every time? They've consulted the players. Even so that David Stern one time, like, in the middle of the season was like, yeah, this is a disaster. We're just going back to the old ball.
3: Yeah, I remember one time when I was in college, we uh, always used a a football. It was the standard college football. It was called a Wilson 1001. That was it. Yeah, yeah, And they changed our footballs because our head football coach got a deal with the company. It was called Baden, B-A-D-E-N. So we changed what footballs we played with. And I remember him saying to me, our coach, he's like, you notice any difference with the ball? I'm like, "Uh, yeah, big difference. You know what the coach said to me, George? What? He said, you're a head case. <laughs> he said, probably so. Turns out 30 years later he was right, but I mean, I could tell the difference of the ball.
0: Yeah, of course. You deal with it all the time. Why wouldn't you be able to tell the difference?
2: Yeah, I mean, the fact that the baseballs aren't all made the same is pretty weird, if you ask me.
0: Stupid. Stupid. Not weird, stupid.
2: Our last one here. So Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly have been publicly dating since June of 2020. I know you're a big fan of this story, Sedano, because you shared it in the group chat yesterday. So Fox recently addressed her relationship with MGK during a feature interview with Glamour, and she confirmed that, yes, indeed, they do drink each other's blood. She said, quote, yeah, so I guess to drink each other's blood might mislead people, or people are, imagine us with goblets and we're like Game of Thrones drinking each other's blood, (laughs) but it's just a few drops. But yes, we do consume each other's blood on occasion for ritual purposes only. Uh... Okay, is this a big deal or no deal, Cap?
3: (laughs) It's no deal for me, and here's why. Because I, I imagine the two of them sitting at home one night, and they go, hey, you know what we should do from a ritualistic standpoint? Let's drink each other's blood. Okay, let's do it. Okay, how should we do it? Well, I'm going to go get a needle and I'm going to poke my finger and then you suck on my finger and suck the blood out of it. And then I'm going to poke your finger and I'm going to suck the blood out of it. And look what we did. We did this cool ritual. We drank each other's blood. That's so dumb.
0: So dumb. Um, as the guy I, uh, <laughs> like, sent the tweet about, had uh, quote tweeted, all good guys. It's just for ritual purposes. Nothing to see here. Um <laughs> By the way, didn't Angelina Jolie many, many years ago used to – didn't she give, like, Billy Bob Thornton, like, a vial with her blood in it? And yeah, he used
2: and he wore it. it as a necklace, yeah. Right.
0: People are weird, man. Like, it's just weird. It's just weird. That's it. There's really no other – I mean, is, I don't even know – it's a weird deal. How about that? It's not a big deal. It's not no deal. It's just a weird deal.
3: People well, let me weird. ask you, would you ever drink Kelly's blood? No. Not willingly.
2: <laughs> Did you ever do that when you were kids where you, like – cut yourself or you pick a scab and you like rub your your thing right. together and be like oh yeah. we're blood brothers Dude, like, we're not bro-
3: we're
0: blood brothers yeah. that's right
2: that, that's gross but no. like now thinking about it but like that's something that kids did i think it was on a tv show
0: right yeah. but if you're like seven that's okay you know yeah I mean? yeah yeah, when yeah, you're, yeah yeah not when you're 37 or 47 <laughs> who, know, who
3: knows what show that was on because let me tell you the scene i don't remember what show it was they both like slight like put a little cut down their wrist and then they took their wrists and put them together and then tied their wrists together, and they're like, "We're now blood brothers for life." Who knows what show that was from? I remember it as a kid, but I couldn't possibly tell you what show it was or I movie. Feel like
2: they, yeah, I feel like they did it on Stand By Me, but not that exact way. I could be right.
3: for life, man.
1: Well, there was there was a few. I feel like that did it, but I will find it, Cap.
3: Blood
0: brothers.
2: Gross. All right, cool. Ritual purposes only. Okay.
0: Yeah, just for ritual rituals. purposes only. There mm-hmm. you go. That is Big Deer and no deal each and every day at 6:30. Uh coming up next our final segment of the show and in this final segment. Oh, Russell Westbrook. He did the thing, cap. Oh no, the thing? He did the thing on social media. We'll tell you about that coming up in 2 minutes. You got the look. <laughs> <My> <laughs> <own book. laughs> By the way, Travis, that's just gross, bro.
3: I feel. him. What the hell? I can feel him.
1: What? Please don't.
3: Well, the thing is, is that, you know, when I come up to the studio, I'll change my clothes. But when I'm I'm working from home all day,
0: you wear the same pants every day for a week.
3: I don't know if it's a full week, but maybe like two or three days.
0: Okay. Two or three days, you're wearing, like, sweatpants in and out. You're changing. You're going out of your house. You're taking them on and off. You're not really doing – you're not doing anything? Maybe. But the entire week, the same pants?
3: Yeah, it's pretty funny you say that because um, yesterday I was wearing a pair of sweatpants and a sweatshirt, and I got into bed – about we got off the air yesterday at seven, and I was like wiped because I told you guys you know, I had like this stomach flu or whatever. Yeah, and I got into bed at like eight that o'clock.
0: Smoothie wore off that smoothie, of course.
3: Yeah, whatever was in that whatever smoothie. Whatever that was. Yeah, I don't, the know, pixie what my, yeah.
2: I don't know what my smoothie. Yeah, what she <laughs> <laughs> put in there.
3: I thought it was protein powder. That's what I asked her to put in there.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, and I got into bed and I was I was like, can I get into bed wearing like the same clothes I've been wearing all day? And then I realized I
0: mean, you probably should change.
3: I know, something. but but I but I then realized I was like. I haven't been outside and I haven't done anything I'm so for all intent and purposes I'm wearing my pajamas anyway so I just got into bed wearing all my clothes last night Mm -hmm. and by the way listen like I'm not like that usually like my son he's 21 so he's a guy you know he's kind of still a young guy who's kind of a little gross like my son could go to sleep wearing his clothes that he was wearing on Tuesday wake up in the same clothes and go to class like gross I'm like, "Dude, change your clothes." Like, "Nah, it's no big deal. What's the matter?" But I mean, Travis is still just a guy's guy. What can I tell you, George?
0: Yeah, it's pretty gross. It's kind of gross. Yeah.
3: In a guy kind of way.
0: Yeah. Well, he's definitely a man's man. There's no question about that. Not me. Well, you're definitely not. Yes.
3: I had this really weird dream 2 oh, nights oh. ago.
0: Here we go. That <laughs> my f-
3: No, it's a weird dream and like, uh, do you guys remember your dreams? Like do you do you remember uh, them? Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. So, I always do so some people are like that where they always remember their dreams I don't but this one for some reason was super vivid and me and my father were at this little airport I couldn't tell you where we were and my father said to me you get in that plane I'm gonna get in this plane and we're gonna fly to San Diego and we'll meet you there I'll just you follow me like as if we were getting into two cars right and so I get into this plane and I turn it on And I realize I don't know how to fly the plane I don't know how to communicate to the tower I don't know how to use any of the gadgets but I started the plane and I started heading towards the runway I could see the plane in front of me my father he takes off now George you have to understand my father's a man's man he can fix anything he can drive anything he's a man's man so he told me fly the plane we will land in San Diego we'll meet there so if my father told me to do that I was like okay dad you got the trust in me I'll do it so I'm heading towards the runway and I figure this thing on the right is the gas pedal. This thing on the left is the brake. This thing in front of me is how I pull it back. It takes off. I'll fly. Mm-hmm. But then it occurs to me in this dream, this is tr- totally true story. It occurs to me, I don't know how to land this thing. So I turned around and went back. And I woke up. I don't know what happened after that. I guess nothing because I woke up. But my dad's a man's man. He can do anything, fix anything, fly anything, drive anything. And he told me to fly the plane, and I couldn't do it because I'm not a man's man.
0: And you were a big disappointment in the dream.
3: Probably so. Yeah. I think. By the way, I think I told a friend of mine that same story. And you know what he said to me? He goes, "Did you recently see that Red Bull air trick? Did you? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? No. These two Red Bull pilots um, both were flying these planes, and they." take the planes and they both jump out of the airplanes
2: oh yes i did see this
3: with the goal of of getting into the other plane so these are going to be the first two guys in the history of the world that are going to take off in one plane but land another plane you got to see this video it's unbelievable so they're flying through the air these two guys and the planes are flying through the air and one of the pilots gets into the other plane and lands it successfully and the other one can't get in the plane because the plane is free falling and it goes head first right into the desert and i had just seen that video and that's probably what was subconsciously in my mind as I decided to turn around and not fly that plane that my dad told me to fly. Anybody else want to do any psychology on that? Oh,
2: I'm good. You have a very interesting uh, – It's National Tell-A-Story Day, Cap, so that's yeah. what yeah. this was brought to you I feel like you, by. you
0: and
1: I um, – I have very, very, very vivid dreams that when I tell my friends, they're like, dude, seriously, write a book. Like, just because of all my dreams. I'm like, I know.
3: (laughs) My book of dreams.
1: They're like little telenovelas that happen while I'm sleeping. It's weird.
0: So I feel you.
3: It is National Tell-A-Story Day, so there you go. I just told Um, you a story.
0: I'll tell you a story. Go ahead. Your podcast co-host is going to own me a nice bottle of scotch here in a minute. Tell me why. Because he bet me that the Bulls would go further than the Miami Heat in on a recent edition of your podcast when I was on before the playoffs.
3: So my podcast guys are like, hey, will Sedano come on the podcast tomorrow because we want to pay off this whole Bulls versus Heat thing? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, George, I'd, I'd like to get you back on the
2: pod tomorrow. Wait a minute. They bet that the Bulls would beat the Heat? I think it
3: was the bet was that the Bulls would go further in the playoffs than the Heat. Right,
0: which oh. I said was laughable at the time. That is
2: laughable.
3: Yeah, but you got to understand, one of my podcast partners is like a completely a outrageous hot-take yeah. machine who's yeah. also a crazy Chicago Bulls fan.
2: Well, if he's a Bulls fan, he would know that they're, they're nowhere near as good as the Heat.
3: Yeah, but he also thinks he knows everything about basketball.
0: And he doesn't oh, know
2: anything. Uh, again, yeah, again, then if he did, then he would know that that's not... I don't think anyone's taking that bet.
0: Right, and I can already envision the excuses of, oh, we were hurt, and then Zach Levine got into protocols. Like, they didn't get smashed by 30 with yeah. Zach Levine.
3: Caruso got a concussion.
0: Right. I mean, listen, honestly, the Bulls, the one win they got was, like, the luckiest win, like, ever. And, uh, like, the, the Milwaukee should have swept this series.
3: Well, they're about to finish it off. I can tell you that right now.
0: Yeah, So, uh, yeah, and then the Warriors play tonight on TNT against uh, Jokic, which will be fun. Um, I think that Denver will make that one close. But
3: Hey, think- by the way, did you know Michael Thompson's son, not Clay, who plays for the Warriors? He's got another Trace. son, Trace, who's a baseball player. Mm-hmm. And I think he was just called up from AAA to the San Diego Padres. Somebody might have to fact-check me on that, but I'm almost sure that that's the case. So if that is the case, mm-hmm. hey, Michael, man, congrats. I know he's been up and down in the major leagues, but that is still amazing.
0: Uh yeah, he's been up and down a couple times. He's played uh, for North Indian. I yeah.
2: yeah. Cubs?
0: Uh yeah, he's played for a bunch of teams, yeah. Um he he's trying to live the Dumps. dream, man. Um yeah, Trace Thompson to join the club according to reports here. Yeah,
3: how about so, that? Way to go, Michael.
0: Yeah. So, congrats to Michael and Trace. Uh I mean, way to go, Trace, really more than Michael, no offense, but you know, Michael too, but Really I mean, my
3: goodness! Can you imagine? I mean, having a child that makes it as a professional athlete is incredible. Two children? Come on! Yeah. How about three children? Like, like the Watt brothers in the NFL? Three.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So I'll come on your podcast. When do you want me to come on? I think tomorrow. What time? I don't know yet. Okay, we'll figure. I gotta it talk out. to the
3: producer. You know, I always yeah, screw these kinds the of things up.
0: Talk to the producer. Mm-hmm. I'll come on, and I'll wait for the him to crank up the excuse machine. I used to. I you. Are you, you know, gonna, when, I mean, that's a hundred and fifty dollar bottle of scotch. You bet me.
3: Is that what you guys bet?
0: Yeah, uh, McAllen fifteen.
3: Jeez, God, I hope if he. Well, now I mean, look, Chicago just got knocked out. Milwaukee one sixteen. Chicago one hundred. So that's over. So you officially win. Correct.
0: Yeah, the heat was one in five yesterday.
3: Oh, I better let him know this. He's screwed hundred fifteen dollar <laughs> bottle of. I think
0: he scotch. knows. 50, five zero. One five zero.
3: I'm letting him know right Congrats now.
0: Man. I don't lose when it comes to liquor bets, bro.
1: You should know, Cap.
0: Yeah, I found out
3: the hard way. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And you, I mean, didn't look, you, you only him? had to pay like half of what he had to pay. And you make way more than him. You should actually pay this up for him.
3: Well, that's what I'm worried about is going to happen here. <laughs> <laughs> is that he's going to say to me, now hold on a second here. Hold on a second, tough guy. You know, this Sedano, is why
1: you're texting him. huh? I'm like, yo, you I, I just I just
3: text him. I go, yo, you, you owe Sedano an expensive bottle of scotch. And he's going to wind up coming back to me going, yo, bro, can you hook it up or what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I bought the bottle just in case, which, you know, I didn't think would happen. But I figured, well, worst case scenario, I can enjoy this one, too. So that's funny.
1: You guys like to make bets, Cap. You and your uh, your co-host. And then you guys both lose. Dang. Didn't you just make another one with Sedano not so long ago? Well,
3: yesterday, Sedano and I bet that what if Jake begging? Paul and Mike Tyson oh, yeah, fight, oh
0: right, that you they, said will they break... would break the all-time pay-per-view record of four point six million bucks. Right,
3: that's what I said. And, what I said. It,
0: and the funny thing was, the best part was when yesterday you said that you're like I think Jake because I, I said the the biggest Jake Paul fight has only brought in 1.5 million and you're like well if he brings in 1.5 million and then Mike Tyson brings in 1.5 million and I'm like yeah you're still 1.6 short
3: <laughs> yeah right but then but then I don't know Logan Paul brings in 1.6 <laughs> take it easy will you i don't need you in health and safety protocols for the rest of the year take it easy oh my
0: god <laughs> That was so funny. I had to lift up the microphone. Oh, that was great. Yo, Giannis just went 11 of 15 against this Bulls team in this game today. 11 of 15 from the field.
3: Giannis is so likable.
0: He's the best player in the NBA right now.
3: He's just such a likable character. He's cute. He is, he is a likable character. good-looking. And he's got a great personality.
1: Did you guys see the live that his wife did where he was stacking the Oreos? Oh, yes. I did see I that yesterday. Like that it was hilarious. And he's yeah. like, what are you going to do with them? Eat them.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, he loves Oreos. That's I know. Thing. Yeah. That and was Chick-fil-A cute. chicken nuggets, he says.
1: I love it. I love
0: it. He, um, he's the best player in the NBA right now. And by the way, he still has more to grow, like in the sense of his game. Like he still has can be a better shooter. Um, but right now he, he is the best player. He's the most impactful player in the NBA. Now I don't know if they'll win because Chris Middleton is hurt, like in the sense of like they'll win a championship again. Uh, I mean Chris Middleton's a big deal for that team, and uh, that changes the dynamic. But he is the best player in the NBA right now. I, I, if you ask me, like I, I wouldn't even, I don't even flinch right now.
3: You know like, he, he may be the best, the best player. player. He he may be the best player in the NBA. But I think we would also agree that the most exciting player right now is John Morant. The dunk that he had oh, last night, yeah. and and it's it, when you see it in real time, yeah. you're like, wow, spectacular. But when you see the still photograph oh, of how, how far, far away he, away he is, yeah. dude, yeah. Yeah. and and he's but it, it's not only is his body. But I've been body, telling you
0: that all season. Like you got to get on that bandwagon. You've been sitting here, and I appreciate that you have taken a very, you you, you took a you, a very. Um, real approach to studying the Lakers night in and night out. Now what we need to do is get you to branch out beyond the Lakers.
3: Well, I mean, listen, here, I, I'm I'm telling you that John Morant, when I saw the still photo today, he's got the ball all the way behind his body with his yes. left shoulder towards the basket, and he's got to be, at, I don't know if he's at the free throw line, but maybe a foot or two inside of it. He's got a defender in front of him, squared up. This isn't Kevin Love making way for LeBron, okay? This is, the defender is squared up, ready to take the charge. And he's got the ball all the way back. And then the fact that he flies over this guy and somehow puts it down, man, John Morant is, he's incredible. What an explosive, talented player. And likable, also.
0: Uh, yeah, he's an incredible player. He is if you're the NBA, he is going to be one of your pillar superstars for sure. And he plays in a small market, which is great. You need some guys in those small markets to make those small markets matter. And I think, I think, oh, I said it, I tweeted it yesterday. I think he's going to win a championship when it's all said and done, at some point in his career.
3: Yeah, I saw your tweet. I was wondering though where you thought he'd be playing when he won that championship. Memphis. You don't think he's an eventual Laker?
0: No. Mm. He's playing in Memphis his whole career. Really? I think. I mean, while he's a superstar, maybe when he's older like he ends up going somewhere else or whatever, but uh, as a superstar he's playing in Memphis his whole career. You mean
3: like when he's at like the LeBron stage, when he's 37?
0: Yeah, I mean, sometimes guys at the end of their career want to play a little longer than their prime and some teams are cutthroat and they're like, "No, we love you, Ja, for everything you did, but you know, you're 37 years old and we got to move on because we're a small market." So, yeah. But I think he, he is a star. Like, the, he's a star. Luka is a star. I mean, the NBA has a lot of really good young players, man.
3: Luka is a superstar. I love watching him play, too.
0: Dallas is going to be um, – I was telling Lindsay the other day. Dallas is not going to be an easy out for Phoenix. It's not going to happen. It's not going to be an easy out. Especially – even if Devin Booker's healthy, it's not an easy out. Right, but, but without him. It, it, woof. That, I mean, that, if he's not able to play, that has got upset in the making for sure. So, all right,
3: you ready to roll out of here?
0: Yeah. And, uh, I'll, you tell me when you want me to come on the podcast to collect my $150 bottle of scotch.
3: Boy, I don't know. Let me first decide who's paying for it.
0: I mean, okay. You figure if I'm paying
3: for it, I don't know. If he's paying for it tomorrow,
0: excellent work there, Cappy.
3: Yeah. Nice work, everybody. Fun.
0: Great job, Lindsay and Laura. Uh, we will talk to you mañana at. 345-ish for Crosstalk. See ya.